Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Olivia Martinez and I'm here with my co-host Emily Martinez and today we're gonna to be talking about Pieces of a Woman. This movie is on Netflix. It stars Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf, Ellen Burstyn, and it is directed by Cornel Mandrexo. I'm sorry if I pronounced his name wrong, but he is a Hungarian director and he is very skilled in this movie. And I've never seen any of his work before this, but I was very impressed, weren't you, Mom? It was. Impressive direction. I mean, the acting is what really you come away from amazed by. But I think that the direction really showcases the excellent performances by everybody in the film. Yeah, this is really a crazy movie because I didn't know much about it going into it. I knew Vanessa Kirby from the Mission Impossible movies, and I've always thought she's stunningly beautiful. And in this, she plays an American woman, and she's actually British in real life, and she has a great American accent. And essentially, this movie is about a couple, Vanessa Kirby and Shia LaBeouf, who I hadn't seen in a while, so I was kind of shocked to see him in this movie. And it kind of comes at a bad time because Shia has recently had a lot of allegations against him for abuse. He's had a lot of issues through the years anyway. Yeah, like... <laughs> I think refusing to leave a Walgreens one time or <laughs> a lot of, I think a lot of drinking related stuff. Yeah, not a great look. And it's so weird because so many of his roles have to do with recovering alcoholics or recovering drug addicts, just like this role. He is the boyfriend of Vanessa Kirby and they're expecting a baby and he has been six years sober. Good for him. And some things happen and his sobriety sadly ends. Just to give a brief synopsis to anyone who hasn't seen it, it's the story of a young couple that loses a child right after birth. One of the most devastating things. Yes, definitely one of the, must be one of the most sad situations anybody could ever imagine facing. They also have the guilt related to the fact that they had the child at home. They, d they decided to have a midwife help them and have the child at home, not in the hospital. And there's some questions from the mother-in-law, I guess you'd say, about whether or not they should have gone to a hospital and whether this tragedy could have been prevented. And Ellen Burstyn is the mother in this movie, and you refer to her as the mother-in-law. I guess she's Shia LaBeouf's mother-in-law, but she's Vanessa Kirby's mom. And Vanessa Kirby's name is Martha, so we'll be referring to her as Martha. She's the main character in this movie. She's the woman who lost the baby. She's the one we follow throughout the whole thing, and she just gives a brilliant performance. She's an interesting character because you have such sympathy for her, and she comes across as just numb, just almost like she's walking through life like a zombie. She has no connection to anybody. I mean, she just pulls herself away from her partner, from her mother and the rest of her family. She is suffering on her own, even though she really doesn't need to be, but she just can't deal with the loss. And I think as you're watching, you're wondering why she won't open up and share, but I can imagine that it's almost easier just to keep it bottled up, that tragic sense of loss. I think it really hits us because I think both of us would probably close up if something like that ever happened. And that's exactly what she does. And she's just very cold throughout this whole movie. And you can't really blame her. But at the same time, you just, you see her life around her just crumbling. And the people in her inner circle are just also crumbling with her. And they're just begging her to have some closure or something. And it's just, it's a bad situation. Shia LaBeouf's character is... I'm not sure exactly how to take him. At first, you like him. He's a working-class guy, and you can tell that 
Martha is from a family with money, and she's educated. So they're kind of an unusual match. They but are. They really seem to love each other and are excited about the baby. But he comes across after after the death of their baby as sensitive. I mean, he wants to help her get through it, and he's really mourning the child too. But he goes about his mourning process in a really inappropriate, selfish way. And so in a lot of ways, you think that she probably doesn't feel like she can turn to him and trust him to lift her up. Yeah, I think because he also is so unstable just with his sobriety. And I think you infer that they were together when he was not sober also. So she's probably seen him through some of his worst moments too. So she worries that if she opens up enough, he'll crack again, which he ends up cracking anyway. But I think that that is just a really hard situation that they're trying to navigate. But I think this movie does a pretty good job of you don't hate Shia's character. You cringe and do not. I would never want to date someone like him or have him be the father of my kid. But... You don't hate him. You, you feel bad for him because he's in a weird spot. He's, again, also mourning the loss of his baby. Since he didn't go through the actual physical toll on it, I think that maybe society has said or something like the dad can't be as sad or he needs to be there for the mom. And it's, it's just hard. And just to warn anybody um, who is about to watch this who might be a little uncomfortable with nudity or with blood, Mom, it's the circle of life. Yes, yes. (laughs) But certainly this film is very graphic and what they show during the birth and also what they show in a couple of scenes afterward too. But it's probably not something you'd want to watch with children in the room. And it would also scar them for life. Like after I watched the birthing scene, I was like, Mom, I'm never giving birth. I can't do it. It's too gross. (laughs) But I think I'll get over that at some point. But this movie, we haven't even mentioned one of the main draws, but they have a 26-minute take, a one take, from when Martha's water breaks to when she gives birth and the baby is in her arms and then it dies. And literally, they don't cut at all. And a fun fact about it is, I guess, they shot this only six times and they only had two days to rehearse it. So it wasn't improvised at all. Their lines were already memorized, but a lot of the blocking and stuff was messy. So in the particular take they chose, I guess Shia at one point runs into the camera a bit, which I didn't really notice, but that's just kind of funny. And also there's a part where the midwife tells Shia to go call 911 and Shia can't find the phone and he actually couldn't find the phone. So you hear him saying, I can't find the phone, I can't find the phone. And it's just frantic and a mess, but I was just, mesmerized because I was not expecting this long take. After about 10 minutes, I was like, wait a minute, he hasn't cut once. And I think that was very intentional just to show the progression of stress and pain on Martha and just how fast everything went. And mom, you made a good point. Like this movie isn't cheesy because it's not like they go back to a certain line said by the midwife or anything like that. You know what I mean? And that's the other main character we haven't really mentioned is the midwife. And This is somebody who, I think from the preview that I'd seen on Netflix, I really thought this was almost going to be a courtroom drama. Me too. About the midwife being put on trial for what went wrong. But really, during that long scene where you're watching the midwife interact with the couple, there's not a lot that she does wrong. Mm -hmm. Or at least I didn't. I didn't see any obvious negligence or maltreatment, I guess, malpractice on her part. And I'm not an expert, so probably when the state brought the case against the midwife and charged her, I guess, with maybe negligent Mm -hmm. homicide. She was going to go to prison for this. Yes. I mean, they obviously had a case. She must have done some things wrong, but 
really, as you'll see at the end, it's it's not really that she did anything wrong. It's more just a tragic accident or a tragic circumstance, kind of an unexplained circumstance that led to this baby's death. And really, it takes the recognition that it's nobody's fault to finally bring Martha around and deal with this situation, this terrible tragedy in her life. Ooh, good way to put it. And I think it's so cool how the audience and Martha both cannot remember what the midwife said or what she made them do. Because, I mean, we were watching this and freaking out. My heartbeat was definitely elevated from watching the scene when she's about to go into labor. And so I can't remember what the midwife says. And it's not like the movie cuts back to what she says in this dramatic way. But it's just very realistic because maybe she said a few things that were wrong. Maybe if they would have gone to the hospital sooner. But... They can't. They can't go back, and they have to move on. And it takes Martha a while to figure that out. The best scene probably in the whole movie as far as just, like, intense is when Martha's mother, played by Ellen Burstyn, has a basically a monologue. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the most powerful acting performances I've seen in a very long time because it really does seem like it's coming from her heart as a mother. She really desperately wants her daughter to get better and to deal with the pain that she's suffering. But she comes across as, as pretty tough and pretty hard on her daughter, yet it's ultimately she's pretty successful in getting through to her. And one of the scenes later on where Martha does start to deal with the situation better is spurred by this earlier conversation with their mother. And before the dramatic monologue that the mom says, she says, you would be holding your baby in your arms right now if you listened to me. Do you remember that? And mm. mom, I think you actually like literally clapped and you're like, that's it. Because I think that was all the resentment and pain between those two whenever they interacted. The mom had never said it out loud, but that's what she was always thinking, right? You get the idea she had probably told her daughter early on that she wanted her to have her baby in the hospital. And you can just imagine her sort of nagging her through the months. And the daughter insisted on the midwife. And, of course, most of the time when people have children at home with a midwife, now everything goes well. Mm -hmm. But this, I'm sure in the back of the mom's mind and in the back of Martha's mind was always that feeling that, oh, she's going to blame me for the death of my child because I decided not to go to a hospital. Oh, just so much guilt and resentment, and it just all boiled up into that monologue, which is so brilliant and heartbreaking. And Ellen Burstyn is definitely going to get recognized for this at the Oscars, if not win. Don't you bet? Oh, yeah. I think it was, it was amazing. And of course, she's really recognized as one of America's great actresses. Yeah, she's been nominated six times and won Best Actress once for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which isn't that Martin Scorsese? It is, yes. Isn't that like the only movie he's ever had that stars a woman instead of a man? Oh, I think so. It's a very different movie from most of his. And Vanessa Kirby will hopefully get nominated for Best Actress for this because she's just a ghost at some points. You just, in her eyes, it's just dead. There's a scene where they're all at her mother's ritzy Boston brownstone. By the way, we haven't mentioned that this is in Boston and they're clearly old money types, or at least Martha's family is. And the the cold, it's during the winter in Oof, Boston. Yes. And I think that's almost like another character. I mean, that the cold, frigid air and weather 
is just like, I guess, what their life has become. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. And they're just constantly wearing dark colors and neutral tones, and it's just there's no life to anyone anymore. But back to the scene, basically Shia LaBeouf is discussing with actually Benny Safdie, who's one of the Safdie brothers. He's in this movie for some reason. And the Safdie brothers directed Good Time and Uncut Gems and a few other movies, but he's randomly an actor in this movie. So anyway, so the two guys are just discussing old 2000s bands, which I'm actually kind of interested in, so it was funny to see that. But you just see Vanessa Kirby walking through the room, just barely listening and just so out of it. It's been about seven or eight months when this is occurring and she's just lifeless and it is crazy to see and it's just a majestic performance, but a heartbreaking one. And I don't think you'll be surprised to hear this, but this movie is actually based on a play and in the play, there are only two scenes and the first scene is when she's going into labor and the home birth is disastrous. And then the second scene is just a very tense and awkward family dinner and reunion. Yeah, it's not a surprise that it was based on a play. I think just because the dialogue is so strong mm -hmm. and the characters are very intense. And I mean, you can just tell that it's a well-written work, whatever it's based on. But to give the filmmaker credit... He took the source material and then he made it a movie as opposed to just making a movie of a play. Yeah. He created a movie. And so you don't, there are enough different scenes and enough different variations in the way it's filmed that you don't think that they're play acting, so to speak, uh, really comes across as much more natural than some plays. I think sometimes even the best plays and dramas come across as very stilted and you just know that you're watching on film what you would have seen on a stage. Yeah, great point. This was just so well done and I cannot emphasize enough how well directed this was. I mean, there are just scenes of her walking up a staircase in the courthouse and it's like weirdly entertaining just because the camera is so cool and well directed. And I think this should be nominated for Best Direction, even though I don't think it will be, just due to the fact that the acting is so strong and he's a lesser known director, but... For me, one of the most heartbreaking scenes was after the death of the baby when she goes into the bathroom stall at work. Oh, and I'm not going to say what happened. It's just really sad. And it it just... Re you realize that not only is she dealing with all this psychological trauma, but physically she's still recovering from birth, but she doesn't have a baby. It's terrible and such a haunting image. And the casting in this is certainly great. Everybody's great. But one thing that I can see a criticism of this is in some ways it's kind of a throwback because it's almost everybody in it is white. Definitely. And so there's so little diversity. And certainly in a city like Boston, it seems like it would have been pretty easy to somehow, you know, have a character who is African-American or Hispanic or yeah. Asian. And so I'm not sure exactly why they cast just white people. For a film that tried to be so realistic in many ways, I think it doesn't necessarily reflect today's society. And before we get into ratings real fast, I have two things. First of all, do we want to talk about her hair in this movie? She had some serious hair issues <laughs> throughout the movie. It's not something that just starts after the tragedy. Yeah, she just needs a hairbrush. And the mom says that at one point. You know it just really bothered Martha. Um, and it just she was mourning. It makes sense that her hair wasn't great. But Vanessa Kirby, she still is just so pretty. I'm obsessed with her. I don't know. She And she just has so much elegance and poise on screen. Just did such a good job. And then the second thing, the midwife. Are we glad to see what happened to her at the end of the movie? 
I think so. I do. I, I, yeah, I really think that she really did not come across as a villain or, or negligent or um, it wasn't like she was a drunk mm-hmm. or a, um, or inexperienced. I think it's just, I think she was as affected probably by this as anybody, even though she, we don't know because she was not somebody that the film followed. And spoiler alert real quick. But Martha, I think the way she had closure was by forgiving the midwife. And I think some people could have closure if she went to prison, but that wasn't how Martha wanted it, and that's not what she needed. So it ended up better for both of them, I think. And it does end on a on a high note. It I does. Mean, the very last scene is gives you hope for the future. It's very sweet. And let's just say Martha has a little obsession with apples. So our rating system can be off of apples. How about yeah, that? I think that makes sense, yes. So out of five apples, Mom, do you want to go first? I think I'd give it a three and a half. Okay. It was a really, really good film. It's hard not to give it even a maybe a four, but it was certainly very sad. And it was just the kind of movie, I'm not sure if it would teach anybody any lessons. And yet mm. it seemed like the purpose was to give people a better understanding, I guess, of how people deal with tragedy. But I'm not sure that it achieved that. That's a fair critique. And one thing I'm wondering is, I don't know who this movie was made for. I don't know what kind of audience. Is it, I mean, predominantly female, I'm guessing. But like how many females want to watch that? And if you've been through something like that, I don't know if I'd want to see that. And that's why I think it's not going to do great at the Oscars. I think it'll be nominated for the acting categories, but I think that'll be it. Don't you bet? Yes, on the other hand, for anybody who's had a friend or a family member who has gone through something like mm-hmm. this, whether it's a, a death after childbirth or a stillborn child Oof. or even a, a miscarriage that was very hard to take, um, anybody who knows somebody who's been through that, it, this is probably a really good film for them to watch because I think it would really help them understand maybe what their friend or family member has been has dealt with. No, I agree with that, but I'm just thinking like if someone who knew somebody went through that or went through that just saw the premise, they would immediately they wouldn't turn it on. I don't think that's the issue with movie marketing, kind of because people sometimes will see the synopsis and be like, no, I'm not going to watch that. Too depressing. Too whatever. And this was very depressing, but it was uplifting at the end and it was just it was so well made that I wish more people would see it there are quite a few movies out there like that where the people who should see it and this is true with books too the people who should read the books or see the movies are the last ones who are going to seek them out because it reminds them of something unpleasant or they just don't want to think about what the subject matter is yeah so you gave this movie a 3.5 or a 4 I Think a 3.75. I'm okay. going back on my vote. Okay, so mom gave it a 3.75 apples, and I'm going to give this movie a 4.25 apples. I don't know if that's cheating, but I really enjoyed this movie, which sounds kind of scary and weird of me to say, but I just thought that it was so visually stunning, and the acting was just so well done, and it's hard to have many critiques. I obviously haven't been through something like this in my life, and I hope I never have to go through something like this, But I think this is a very realistic depiction of what could happen to someone after a tragedy like this. Thank you for listening to our podcast on Pieces of a Woman. We recommend this movie, and we really didn't spoil as much as usual on Strange Love. So you guys can still watch it on Netflix now. Follow us on Instagram at Strange Love of Movies Pod. It'll be interesting to see if this movie racks up any awards or not. As of now, I think it's nominated for 
a one Golden Globe maybe, and I don't know if it got any SAG nominations, which is kind of surprising because it should. The acting is, is brilliant, but I guess we will see. We'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.